I've always said that there are three sides to every story. There's her side, his side, and then there's the truth. All we care about is the truth. This is Truth Seekers. I'm Lucas. And I'm Rocky. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Truth Seekers. Now, recently, an Air National Guardsman named Jake, or Jack Teixeira, was taken into custody for leaking classified documents related to the war in Ukraine. Teixeira leaked the documents over the last few months through his Discord server. Now, even though it looks like they're going to throw the book at this guy, the Biden administration has asked the media to minimize the impact of the leak. Well, they listened because this was big news for about a day. And that's the last time the Marxist media said word one about this story. And that's really why it's important. This is not just a story about secrets and lies. It's about covering up those secrets and lies if the president asks. And why did he ask? Well, we're going to find out. So before we dive into the story, Rocky's going to help put this all into context and remind us about the lies told by previous administrations. So Rocky, start us off. All right. So like Lucas said, we all know that the presidents lie and it doesn't make any difference when it comes to leaked documents. So let's start with a presidential lie about the war. In 1940, FDR lied that American boys were not going to be sent to any foreign wars. And on the campaign trail, LBJ lied about the Vietnam War, that he was not going to quote unquote, send any American boys to do what Asian boys should be taking care of themselves. And then he later lied about there being an attack by the Vietnamese on warships in the Gulf of Tonkin to actually engage in the war. So we weren't even involved in the war. And of course, gets a hold of the media, tells them to put the story out and bam, now we're in the war. And we all know about the great lie by G.W. Bush, where the U.S. fought in order to, quote unquote, eliminate weapons of mass destruction. For my daddy. And, and the last one, for good measure, is Bill Clinton with, all did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. Not exactly a war lie, but no, a lie nonetheless. But a lie, exactly. All right. So there are more lies further back in history, but let's talk about now and what the Biden administration is hiding about our involvement in the Ukraine. Let's get to it. Meat. So currently we are being told that the American interest in the war is to protect Ukrainian democracy and to keep Russia from acquiring more land. Uh, according to the World Socialist website, which is my new favorite, sorry, um, it's been substantiated that the leaked documents make it pretty clear that NATO and the U.S. are the main driving forces behind the war in Ukraine. It stated the Ukrainian military is serving as a mercenary proxy force, meaning their military is standing in for somebody else's, and that somebody else is the U.S. But why are we giving them so much money? Well, we haven't well, figured that part out yet. Nope. Interesting. I wonder if that's going to get leaked out. God, God willing, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So some highlights of what the leaked docs show. NATO has deployed over 150 military personnel to Ukraine. It shows the extent in which NATO is funding, arming, training, and commanding in the U Ukrainian military. There are 97 NATO special ops, special ops troops deployed currently in Ukraine. There are 100 U.S. personnel, over which 71 are military personnel. The U.S. has drawn up, they have drawn up planned offensive operation maps to cut off Crimea from Russian-occupied territory in Ukraine, and it stated that this is a possible go with favorable conditions for the offensive beginning in mid-May. So the, the U.S. and its NATO allies are funding, arming, and training 75% of the forces that are going to be part of this offensive. 
So the U.S. has been fooled into believing that we have to give a massive amount of money to Ukraine because we are not fighting in this war, but we need to protect the interests of Ukraine. Right, to protect their democracy. Right. Right. And somehow NATO... Let's just say what NATO really is. The United States. I was going to say, and yeah, and yeah, the United States military. Happens to be fighting this war for them. Right. And, and if we're not fighting for them, we're training them to fight like we do. That seems very insignificant because with all the talk about the corruption of the Biden crime family and its connection to Ukraine, this seems like a very big story. Perhaps one of the reasons why it's being downplayed by the media through the the pressure of the Biden administration. Right. So when Jen Psaki was the White House spokesperson, she was asked point blank, was this a quote unquote NATO proxy war? And of course, her snarky response was, quote, I know that is the Russian talking point on this, but it is not a proxy war. This is a war between Russia and Ukraine. NATO is not involved. And that was May of 2022. So it's almost like we're celebrating an anniversary. Yeah. Russian life. disinformation, man. <laughs> So right now, the press is intent on telling the story of the person responsible for the leaks instead of concentrating on Biden and his administration for leading us into the brink of nuclear war. So let's put the, not that this guy's not a bad guy, but let's, you know, concentrate on him and not deal with the fact that Biden's been a bad guy forever. Yes. And continues to be. More highlights from the leaked document include the extent to which the U.S. is spying on its allies and partners and included intelligence on internal matters from countries such as South Korea, Israel, and the UK. And I thought this quote from the WSWS dated April 10th, 2023 was interesting and puts a completely different spin on the leaked documents. Here's the quote. While the release of the documents may have been motivated by dissatisfaction within the US military over the conduct of war, the case could be made that a deeper intention in releasing the documents is to build support for our military escalation. Already, the U.S. media is hard at work turning the leaks into an argument for even greater U.S. military intervention. Leaked documents suggest Ukrainian air defense is in peril if not reinforced, writes the New York Times. A huge influx of munitions is needed to keep Russia's air force from changing the course of the war. This is kind of, you know, going back to what I talked about in the beginning with with LBJ's lie about there being an attack on a U.S. ship. They're sitting here saying that the Ukrainian Air Force is, is having issues. So therefore, you know, let's send more money or let's now send our own personnel over there. This is just a big, huge lie that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. There's obviously an effort to drum up support for this war that we are currently not fighting in, even though it Seems like we kind of are. Yep, some of us are. And it sounds like our efforts to make sure that this is going the way that it needs to for Ukraine are going to be substantiated with actual military personnel, maybe in the near future. Yeah, there's some other stuff that I found that suggests that this leak coincidentally had a bunch of information that would continue to bolster support for the war. So within the documents, there were five more or less bombshells that were discovered. The first one was that China is considering giving Russia military aid, which I think was kind of understood. The second was that the U.S. has been spying on Zelensky since the war, and he actually had found out that we were spying on him, which, you know, I think is more funny than anything. The third thing was that 
South Korea is hesitant to ship all artillery to Ukraine. The fourth thing was that Serbia agreed to arm Ukraine even though they have denied this. Now they denied it because they are heavily dependent on Russian energy. If they get on the wrong side of Russia by helping this Ukrainian situation, it's not gonna be great for them. Uh, it's gonna be tough winter. The fifth one, which is probably the biggest one, is that even though Egypt denies it, they have plans to supply Russia with weapons. That is important because Egypt receives $1.3 billion every single year in US military aid. There were five or so non-Ukrainian war items that are worth noting. The first one was that Russia is building relationships with the UAE, which could compromise our influence that we have over oil prices in the Middle East, which is a big deal. The next was that Mossad actually opposed Prime Minister ben Benjamin Netanyahu's um, overhaul of the judiciary. Number three, the U.S. believes that North Korea is overselling their ICBM threat. Okay, big deal. Next, China has been working with Jordan and Nicaragua on tech infrastructure and shipping ports, which is a big deal because that gets China very close to the United States and absolutely in key areas where we need to be the most influential power. And if China is able to expand their influence in these areas, it would be detrimental for the United States. The fifth, Taiwan does not have the greatest ability to detect missile launches from China and only half of Taiwan's aircraft would be fully operational if China were to invade Taiwan. Now, those are big stories, but my personal favorite has to do with the spy balloon saga, for lack of a better way of putting it. There was more spy balloon intelligence that was leaked in these documents uh, by Teixeira. And basically what they said about the spy balloons is that U.S. intelligence officials were aware of up to four other Chinese spy balloons apart from the one that crossed the United States earlier this year that we had our own uh, a whole episode on. Now, the document suggests that the Chinese balloon carries sophisticated surveillance equipment, including radar that could see at night and penetrate clouds and other thin materials. The balloons were actually named after notorious mobsters. One of them was ironically named Bolger 21. Now, I say ironically because we recently found out that Whitey Bolger's nephew was actually an associate of the Biden crime family. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is hilarious. So as we said earlier, the White House spokesman John Kirby urged journalists to minimize the impact of the leaked documents. This scam, like we said, appears to be working because this story flamed out within 48 hours. But, but let's dive deeper into the implication of, of the leak. It's not merely a red-faced moment for the Defense Department under the Biden administration. This is a glaring exposure of our weakened global alliances, which is huge. The leak also serves as a stark reminder that President Biden's tenure could be marred by corruption with Ukraine at the heart of its financial misdeeds, which begs the question, is Biden the most corrupt president in U.S. history? He's got my vote. But many would argue that the leaked information doesn't put too many people in danger. However, the Biden administration is making a big deal about this, which means that it's likely a smokescreen for other important news that we will cover later. How does this leak compare to other leaks? I got a couple examples. So we got the Pentagon Papers from 1971, which dealt with the Vietnam War. This leak put a lot of people in danger. It definitely compromised our national security. And the guy that did it, Daniel Ellsberg, 
was a liberal, ultimately actually had his case dismissed. And today this guy is hailed as a hero. The second big one would be WikiLeaks, which was a massive leak. And this stuff is about Iran, Iraq, Gitmo, the stuff that was going on during 2006 to 2010. And yes, this leak put many people in danger as well. Julian Assange is a huge liberal. And since 2019, this guy's been waiting for extradition. And the US has not been working very hard to extradite the guy. By and large, this guy, because of who the information hurt, has been hailed as a hero. The third one that I wanted to talk about, which is very interesting, is Edward Snowden. Now, this guy leaked information about how the US government is spying on the general public. Not only did his leak not put anybody into danger, but he actually took great lengths to ensure that it would not put anybody into danger. He gave the information not to just dump into the internet like Julian Assange did. Instead, he gave the information to real legitimate journalists and ask them to look over the information and only put out there what they thought would be important for the story. As a result of this whole thing, he actually fled to Russia. Now, immediately the media hailed him as a hero, but over time, Snowden has actually become more of a demon because he wanted to get this information out to protect free speech. That's not exactly what our media is trying to protect. Now, here's the last one. And this to me tells you everything that you need to know as to what happens when you commit treason, whether or not you're going to get in trouble or not. And this was a leak that was made by a guy named Bradley Manning. A lot of what he gave was leaked through the WikiLeaks. He gave all of his information to Julian Assange and Julian Assange bundled it together to add to his WikiLeaks. This information was considered to be one of the most dangerous in recent history. Now, while in prison, Bradley Manning changed his name to Chelsea. Now, I'm not sure if there was a Clinton connection there, but ultimately Manning got pardoned by Obama. And what you need to remember is that he leaked this information during the Obama administration. So you got a guy who is getting pardoned by the president for whom he was a traitor to. Obviously, Manning is a huge liberal and part of the left's protected class as a trans person. Not only was is he hailed as a hero, he was actually able to run for Congress for crying out loud. With all that said, here is something that no one is talking about. Now, how did Teixeira obtain a security clearance in the first place? This is a little bit of history to give you enough understanding to know why I'm asking this question. Back in 2018, at the age of 18, Teixeira was denied a gun permit. Why? Because just months before that, he got suspended from high school because of comments that he made about weapons, Molotov cocktails, guns on campus, and racial threats. Now, he insisted that these remarks that he made to a student were about a video game, and that student completely disputed the claim. So that's the first piece of evidence to suggest maybe this guy shouldn't have had a security clearance. Number two, in the current investigation, the FBI has already discovered that Teixeira had used the intelligence community-wide system since July of 2022 to research events like Ruby Ridge and several mass shootings. Disturbingly, his social media activities in November of 2022 included support 
of an ISIS attack on, on the World Cup. In addition to that, he would discuss firebombing college dorms and mentioning the purchase of an assassination van. Now, given all these details, these new details about who Teixeira is, it seems reasonable to infer that Teixeira had a fascination with mass murder. As far as I'm concerned, clearly unsuitable for a security clearance. The failure to identify the first red flag and the fact that there was that he was not being monitored raises serious questions about the government's oversight. Well, unless this was calculated. Maybe Teixeira was placed in a situation so that a narrative framing him as a racist or a right-wing extremist, or worse, a MAGA Republican that infiltrated the, the intelligence community, if this is turned into a narrative the media wanted to create, it definitely would help Biden's efforts to get reelected. So is that what happened? Do we get a pansy that got put into the intelligence community so that he could be entrapped into leaking a bunch of benign documents so that it would look like we've got these crazy MAGA Republicans that are trying to destroy democracy? I guess we will see what happens toward the election. Or let's see what happens over the next couple months on this story in general, because up until the time that he got arrested, nothing has been said about it. And there's got to be a reason why nobody is talking about this story anymore. So that's a wrap for today's episode of Truth Seekers. We hope we shed some light on the truth behind some of these stories. She's been Rocky. I'm Lucas, reminding you to never stop seeking the truth. And join us next time as we continue our journey. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye.